Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Von Don, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Oh, back to the sad chatter. <laughs> and Addison Elko. Addison, are you more happy than Chad? I am more happy than Chad because this is episode 50. 50. Half a century. We made it. Did, did you ever think back in 2015 or 2016, whenever we started, we make 50 episodes? No. But then once we got going, I thought we'd get here sooner. But, you know, better late than never. I'm also now upset that we don't have anything enormous planned for like 50th episode. You know what I mean? I feel like that's like a big milestone. Yeah. And yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, we have nothing big planned. Yeah, this is probably our least prepared podcast. Least prepared. Episode, so We've pretty great. much prepared from 7.14 to 7.20. <laughs> it's 7.22 right now. Um, yeah, back good. in the day, I, I thought that we would, I thought we'd make it here. Um, I, I agree. I thought we would have done it a little quicker. Uh, we had like talks back in the day of like going to like events with like microphones and like doing like, I mean, we made our own merch, like all this kind of stuff, like to promote the brand. We were even trying to get sponsors, weren't we? Like, like the yeah, taco place down the street. I was close. Right. I was close with a taco place, a liquor store, two taco places. Um, it was the the Gringos Locos, and what's the other dope place? Taco Red Diana. Uh, block, block. Yeah, Taco Red Diana. Taco Red Diana. It was always like there was some like young person working the cashier. It's like, yo that sounds sick and blah, blah, blah. And like we exchanged deeds and he's like, yeah, let me run out the manager and whatever. And then they'd probably listen to the first episode, which was super boring. <laughs> and just, I never got attacked back. And then we, but then we tried to get into that like uh draft party. Yeah. Try to record and do stuff like that, like live recording there. And that guy was like full of shit too. All good. All good. We will, we persevere and the league rolls on. That's all that really matters in the end. Right. Yes. So with that, we are at the halfway point of the league. Um, week eight, we're about to start, which is cruising. It's cruising. I was obviously one of the pessimists that didn't think the NFL was going to happen. I'm shockingly surprised and very, very happy that it is happening. And it's, it's going full force. There's only been like a few hiccups thus far, but it's been, it's been smooth sailing for the most part, to be honest with you. I'm going to point out that two of the biggest negative people in the chat are you and Nicholas, <laughs> and you're in la- you and Nicholas are battling for last place. So I'm not going to say it's karma. But it's fair. It, it I was, was I was also yeah. pro season not happening, so it, it's karma that I'm in and, third to and last. You're in twelfth, yeah. So, and where yeah. where is Wire? Because if he's in eleven, he's in eighth, but he's uh-huh. yeah. And Wire was probably fourth in it, but he's uh. He's you know, maybe it. maybe subconsciously we wanted it to fail so that we he wouldn't just, have to. That makes more place. sense. We're like, oh, thank God, I won't have to well, get punished again. Wire right. did just lose OBJ, so maybe that was like the, the karma guys getting him. I mean, we'll see that if the even odd week continues. But so we wanted to start the episode with just kind of a recap of, of what's going on in the season, kind of biggest surprises, um, weirdest items that have been gone on. And then we'll move into kind of news and end with predictions for the upcoming week and possible upcoming end of the season. So let's start here. So we'll, we'll go down in order. So number one overall in the current rank at six and one um, due to points four and due to my enormous upset this week, suck a douche is Mike Trainer. So currently with 11,140 11, points for at six and one. I don't think there's any surprise there. His team's elite. He has Mahomes still. Devontae Adams has been fantastic. Um, n- n- no real surprise for me there. No. Uh, he was our power rank number one team overall. And he got, I mean, we'll go into the matchups. He had his worst, I think his worst week this week, maybe second worst week, but was able to scrape by with a win. But so far, like, I don't know if we have to go through like one by one, but there, I feel like if the playoffs were to end right now, 
kind of who we expected, more or less, no? Maybe one I, team. We, I expected Dooch to have more of a drop-off. I didn't expect him to be as dominant, but he is a good team in a bad division, so it makes sense. Well, the biggest surprise here is obviously Rodgers, who yeah. is in 10th place, who would have definitely been in our top six. He was, yeah. He's been probably riddled with injuries more than anyone to their top core of guys week in and week out. But, yeah, I mean, we keep thinking he's going to get his guys back and make a little run, but then Thomas and McCaffrey are just not coming back. Now Godwin's out. Well, this this is where push comes to shove when the argument's been, hey, he drafts really well, but, like, how good if he is is, uh, as an owner? Because Greg's been, like, unbelievably elite on the waiver wire working magic out of nothing. Let's see if Rodgers can do the same thing because he's in position still. It's not like he's out of it. So, like, this is where I want to see, like, hey, are you an elite, elite fantasy owner? Or, like, did you just draft very well and run your team from there? For sure. He's only one game out of the playoffs, and he still gets to play uh, Rob, who's has, is hot or cold, Kojak, not great, Chad, not great, Rob again, and then oh, well, Ch- Josh is going to Eric week 13. So, there's definitely wins in there. And, you know, the Natter Day division is going to keep beating each other up, even though we have six of the top eight teams as it currently stands. To no it is surprise. crazy how close everyone is, even in that division. Like, even, like, points four is close. Like, the records are close. Like, literally, Itzler's the only one that doesn't belong. Yeah, I mean, it's – his team's not great. Like, his points four is, is not – is the lowest in the league by a decent margin. But it is tough. Like, there's no – it's hard to get a dumpy win. Like, my threshold for dumpy was, like, sub-120, and now it's, like – yeah. You know, Tiz won with 133, and I won with 128, and that's being way less kind of dumpy, where it's like the bar is just being raised of what you got to do to get mm-hmm. wins. We've already seen, like, multiple 160-point losses in our division, so it's definitely tough. It's it's I'm not surprised. I am surprised kind of how long Ridge is staying afloat uh, at four and three. I thought he would start to trickle away, but he made the big locket trade. But He did. Well, huge, well, huge win this week against Nick. We'll get into that later. But, but his out of the top five, six in our – Six in our division, he has the least points for by a decent margin. So I, that four and three is obviously not as strong as, as mine. And just overall, Nick and Wire have been better teams. But it doesn't matter. you got to get the wins. Agree. And I'd also like to bring up very quickly, Chad, I did not realize that we're separated by half a point at current. Yeah, we are. Obviously, the win is there, but we are separated by half a point. That's literally the only difference is the me and you matchup is the only difference. Yes. I'm coming for you, though, dude. But, yeah, Eric, your win – put last place back on you know chad and itzler back on back on watch i might not have to take a naked sat next year that so that's pretty big for me yes yes um okay so do, do we want to go kind of one by one and, and talk about the teams individually or do we kind of want to move a little bit quicker we could talk on the teams just more like in the matchups i think right and kind of go on their on their okay. players unless there's anything you want to talk about anything no. else you noticed eric Anyone else disappointing you? I mean, um, in a row, I said he was going to be the biggest uh, fade last three weeks ago, so he's lost two out of three. Who is this? Kojak. Well, I said – because I think at the, at the point of recording, he was like two and one and kind of like a surprise hot team, and then we were kind of getting into how his depth is terrible, and then he just trades away Lockett. But I didn't see that coming. But he has – you know, loser of two straight. I would still continue to be fading Kojak and – not a, yeah. Not last place is already two games ahead, but traded Lockett, traded Cam, just Drake, lost Drake. Drake out, yeah. Yep. So, I'm just looking at his team yeah. now. It's hard to see because he didn't set his lineup, but 
Yeah. I love that move. I didn't realize that that was a thing, but that is an amazing move. I might start doing that. It's funny because he's like, he's, he is the least active in the chat besides maybe him and Ridge. But he, then he just does this weird, just dumps his whole lineup on the bench. So he has zero projections or sometimes it's only like half the, the lineup is benched. and It's very bizarre. Did, did he think that once he got three wins that he was guaranteed not to be last place? Like he's just cruising from here on out. I mean, he does have seven 2021 firsts or whatever he has, so. He does. He does. I tried to get, I tried to get Ridley from him for eight, and he told me he needed three. So, sadly, I could not oblige. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, all right. So, let's, let's dive into to matchups. Do we want to recap week seven, or do we want to go on week eight? Well, let's re- we're going to do the – all right, let's recap the matchups. So back to week seven, let's just go over what happened for everyone. So I do want to remind everyone that I have the best team in the league um, coming in at a, a score of 166. Let's start there. The week, the week leader in points, none other than our beloved it's commissioner. is me. It's you me, you deserve it. You deserve it. I'm very happy with that. I did that even with A.J. Dillon dropping a 1.6. After like, not cracking more than 122, for six straight weeks, Eric pulls a 166 in week. When was seven. the last time you loved the league in scoring? I don't know if I ever had. I don't. This has to be the first ever. It's probably the first time. I would say probably my highest score was in the 150s previously, when I probably, probably. had like James Connor and I don't even know because my team goes up and down, so, so I genuinely couldn't tell you. So one of the highlights is, I mean, I not maybe a highlight, but a surprise is Wentz giving you. 34 and 33 back-to-back weeks on Thursday night. On he's Thursday do, night, he's doing it with his legs and with his arms, even with garbage. So, so I, I wanna, I do wanna call out Josh as right, okay. currently sitting at QB six fantasy-wise, playing with us three at wide receiver and playing with Charlie as the entire offensive line. <laughs> so I'm gonna call him out there. And when the Eagles come back next year with a better squad, watch out. He's gonna be putting up Kyler Murray numbers. And also, too, I joked around. I was like, Kyler Murray's going to drop 150. Kyler Murray silently dropped a 43. Just he was so out of reach. Like, if this game was any closer, Dutch would have came back and won with a 43 from Kyler. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's not leave out that your, that your IDP scored 18 and a half and 14 and a half, respectively. <laughs> that's, that's absurd. And um, your kicker scored 16. D- defense and special teams win championships. I had New England last year. I have these guys this year. Give me, give me the win from the defensive side of the ball. Also, I think we talked about it when you weren't on this, the last episode. But like, I think us three consensually were were out on Mike Williams. Are you, Sarah? Just, just let it go. Just be out on no, Mike I, Williams. I, I, I'll never let it go. I love Mike Williams. He has like thirteen points combined, other than week five. No, but he's he's got upside. Is there? He's still. I'm. He's like Sammy Watkins to me. Like he's boomer bust. He's putting it together. He's still gonna stay on the squad. Still going to stay on the squad. But then, you know, it took maybe, you know, this happens with rookies, but both your rookie wide receivers are coming to their own with Higgins and Ayuk. Yes. Your, your late first round picks who I could have had for yeah. Allen Robinson, yeah. but I did not. Um, starting to come alive for you. And then Scary Terry is making the, uh, the Metcalf bet. A little interesting now. And it, it, does, it does pain me to see that I would have had McLaurin, Robbie Anderson – Lockett and Ridley as my four wide receivers mm. and they are currently receiver one two seven and ten respectively yeah you could get a, you so. could get away with starting Josh Kelly and AJ Dillon 
I could have gotten away with that. You know what I mean? I will take I will take my win. Um, let's move on to the next matchup that we have. Oh, no, we can go to we can go to uh, the Duchess side too. Make it all about yourself, Eric. I mean, I did want uh, to make it all about me. I'm the points leader here. I don't get this often. <laughs> you, if um, would it made a difference? I, sa- no, I, I, sabota- say, I sabotaged him by trading him James White and him dropping point eight. Point eight, and then MVS and and Davis dropping one and one points. It, it was just a bad week. There's just nothing besides Kyler Murray. Just not great up and down. Davis oh. did have a touchdown call back, so I'll give him that. And Fulton's um, been a nice little surprise, but I'm curious to see how long that lasts. Rager should be coming back soon. Yeah, do we believe in Fulton long term? He's looked good on the field. Yeah, his last three weeks have been real good. Or four weeks, I should say. But that was a good little yeah. pickup for, for Deuce for sure. But I do want to give a shout out to Sam, who was embarrassed to walk by the screen. Um, shout out to Sam. I didn't know if it was recording. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Do you have any comments that you'd like to make on live recording? Um, get on that new calendar. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for the insight, Sam. We truly appreciate that. Also, Eric, it looks like I looked at first, you instantly ruined Baker Mayfield's career by trading for him, and then he throws a horrible pick to start the game. But five touchdowns later, 33 points on your bench. Mm. Just for a couple fourths. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm happy with that. Like, I love Baker. Like, why would I not take the upside of a one overall pick? Like, worst case, like, I cut him. I don't know. Yep. Big city. But, yeah, huge for your, uh, for your last place avoidance. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Um, my thing's frozen, so you guys can go to so the next moving, moving on to the next matchup, we had Kojak versus Josh, um, who Josh took pretty handedly, um, 147 to 123. Um, going through that, Herbert has been a monster, and – I feel like QB play has been phenomenal. Like, there's been a lot of high-scoring QBs. We have 40 from Brady, 43 from Herbert, 33 from Baker, 33 from Wentz. There's been a lot of high-scoring QBs this year. Yeah. It feels like if your quarterback – it used to be like kind of want like 20 points at least. Yeah. And I'm pretty content with that. Now it's like they're talking 30, 40. It's crazy. They dropped they talk- 83 combined. That's wild. That's, that's almost more – I think that's more than I scored that one week. Yeah, un- hey, what unbelievable did it, QB. What did score this week? 80-something. Almost outscores Itzler's whole team, those two quarterbacks. <laughs> so Herbert looks like the real deal. and I mean, yeah. he should probably been sorry from the beginning, but all it took was a, a punctured lung from Tyra Taylor. Talk about the toughest shakes, man. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But at least he's in the NFL. He's making a good salary. I hope so. And then um, what, a, yeah. what a return for Deontay Johnson for, for uh, Josh, too. And Josh's I, team, I was going to say, Josh's team, too, like, did very well. Like, dropped a 147. But he left so many points on the bench on top of that. Kirk with an 18. Um, Jeff Wilson with 32 points. Everett with 10. Like, there was – he would have one-handedly even making some roster subs. Yeah. So, well done by Josh. Just continuing to tell us to suck it every time we think his team is bad. And the, the, the Gibson pick continues to be a success. 21 points just running all over the Dallas Cowboys. Are we concerned? So, I think before this, Dak didn't get injured. So, that has happened since the last podcast. That's taken a huge toll on their overall offense. Now, they might be on their third strain, or if they even – they should sign Blake Bortles. That's a good idea um, to get the offense going again. But Zeke now with 9.2 points and 7.8 points, their offensive line's beat up. Is that, <laughs> Charlie's upset about it. 
is that something you would be concerned for Josh long-term is like his centerpiece Zeke kind of, you know, not putting up Zeke tied numbers and, you know, he's five and two trying to make a title run. Do you think that's going to be what holds him back? I think, I think I read somewhere that he doesn't have any runs like longer than 15 yards, which is like super uncharacteristic for him, but um, he'll turn around this week because Josh is playing me. So don't worry about it. The next two weeks he'll have maybe uh, 23 and 28. So he'll get right the next couple weeks. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely going to drop Rico Dowdle now. That dream has died. So even if Zeke gets hurt, I mean, what, is he going to put up a point? So that ends that for me. Um, but, I mean, he, he's, got, he's got some depth, too. Like, Naheem Hines is, puts up some points. Jeff well, I'm Wilson not talking about benching Zeke. Do you think he's going to be – you shouldn't be looking – I'm talking about just – he's going to play Zeke unless he gets hurt. Uh, so you no, have to know, but what if it, worried it, about Zeke? You if it gets so, I'm I'm talking about worst case. Well, like, if it gets so bad to the point there. that he can't start him, like I think he has enough depth to be fine. I mean, they got to feed Zeke for what, like five years? They paid him all this money, so like volume's it, always going to be there for him. And all, the volume's going to be there. It's, well, they're going to. The issue is they're going to get blown out in the first quarter. Exactly, and they're never going to run the ball. Like, they, what, if, what if they're playing Baltimore? Like, what if, I don't know if they play Baltimore, but, like, what if they play Baltimore and then um, uh, the 49ers play the Jets and Jeff Wilson is the RB2 there at that point? Yeah. You know I mean, like, you have to consider it, that. No, I know, but I, I just worry if, if, you know, Josh can continue to put up or, you know, continue to put up wins with Zeke. I mean, he did it this week, but, it, it, you know, it took a good effort out of, Brady put up 40 and other guys, Gibson and Deontay going off, but can he consistently put up near 150 points with Zeke being single digits? Well, it'll be tough, but I get what you're saying. He could also put in, you know, take, taking Frank Gore out and put, well, like, I just don't see where he takes out Zeke unless it's like the Bucks with the best running defense, but we will see. I mean, I get what you're saying, but they play Pittsburgh in week nine. I mean, that's going to be a blowout. We'll see how much he can get through in that game, but do you think Zeke has reached his pinnacle, if you will? Do you think he's on the no. down? Do you think he's still fine? No, I think it's a Cowboys issue. I think – I mean, yeah, you're a Cowboys, but you can tell me more. But I, I think Zeke is still fine. It's just a different team. Yeah. I mean, he might have been considered at one point maybe the RB1 at some point. I don't think he'll ever get there again. But right now he's obviously – I mean, it's only, it's only a two-week. Maybe they can turn around. I don't know. they got to get their line healthy. Because before that, he was putting up 28, 21, 16, 17, 24. Like, he was balling out. It's just – so, to answer your question, no. Because when Dak was behind center and they were in these shootout games, he was being used and doing pretty well fantasy-wise. And it's just – the rest of the years is going to be a struggle when they have a third-string quarterback or Blake Bortles coming in. If Blake then, Bortles comes in, and everything's going to get turned around. So, put a little asterisk for that. Yeah, Zeke will be fine. He'll – He'll start eating again. Yeah, I, I, I think Josh is fine, to answer your question. Like, I, I think he actually is fine. I think he's fine, too, but just a little concerning. Kojak is not fine. He's the, probably the opposite of fine. Kojak, yeah. Darnell Mooney, you don't want that to be your wide receiver three. That's like a Keem Hunt level of, of <laughs> other wide receiver. Um, all right, so moving on to the next matchup that we have for week seven. Um, fan versus Ridge. Devastating loss for Fan. Dropping 144, one of high losses, six versus seven seed. Just everything that could have went wrong, including a 48-point performance from Locker, 46-point performance from Lockett, outscoring both of the QBs <gasps> we just talked about previously. 
it was like a top 30 game of all time by wide receiver and top two since our league has started. That's insane. It's more insane because he was in the map. He was projected to win pretty decently going into that, or it was close. So what it was, it was right there going into that game. And like the first play was like a 40 yard pass lock. And we're like, man, tough start. Then he catches the touchdown. Then it's like, fuck. And then immediately new catches that long TD and Nick's projected to win by like 60%. And then it was just Lockett getting 20 targets, which is crazy. 20 targets is crazy. I do want to. I will, I will hit, say though, if, if Nick had a quarterback that scored 20, 25 points, he would have won this matchup. He would have overcame Lockett. Correct. But, yeah. you know, right, right now Lockett and Wilson are like the best stack you could have in fantasy football. It's just an unfortunate – he caught him on a week where they both exploded. And Ridge's team didn't even play that. Woods, Evans, Richard, Henry, Cole, all under five all terribly. points. Yeah. All under five points. Just devastating for Fam. Just genuinely and, and devastating. Kansas City's D with 18, that was huge too. But then he had, he had LA's D go for 15. But, yeah, the Cam Newton getting benched, throwing three picks. I mean, this could have been worse if – if the two points per interception in a couple of whenever that is next year gets implemented, uh, it was, he would have been close to negative points. But it seems like DJ Moore is kind of, you know, I think early on through four weeks, people were like, you, you, you fading. I think even when we discussed it, are you kind of fading on DJ Moore? Because the first three weeks he is 7.17 and 7 and 6. The last three weeks he's balling out with 18 points, 12 points, and then 24. That's that's a good thing for for Nick moving forward with his. He always has stack wide receiver. It seems like AJ Green's finding his rhythm again. Uh, Hopkins is Hopkins, but Michael Davis, uh, Mike Davis saga seems to be possibly continuing for one more week for him. So that'll be good. And then Tea Party Thursday night. That tea was party, that late touchdown to win the game. That was cool, but tough loss. Nick's been on the uh, the the wrong end of some tough losses this year. That's for sure. And uh, a four point two two from your quarterback is. Are you con- are you concerned with Nick moving forward? Do you think he doesn't make the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. He's, I think he's gonna be one of those guys on the cusp. He's got to make a real run. It's uh, it's not his team. It's more. I think he plays. Yeah. Me, twice. Tis twice or tis one. Uh-huh. I love him in front of me, but he, he apparently his schedule is really hard because he was debating selling, and we're not gonna get into it because. Uh-huh forecast could be in the next segment but you might get chase edmonds you know as, as a he will be getting chase edmonds for however many weeks but i don't think they really declared how many weeks drake's gonna be out like four weeks three weeks and chase is gonna plug in immediately while uh, running back one so that's yeah that's big for him that's huge for him but he does have yeah he has tis twice me twice and muller and then itzler but that's five out of his last uh six weeks or those could all be losses. Like if he lost all those, it wouldn't be that crazy. So. Every every year there's like an unlucky owner. This year it's Nick. Last year it was Dooch. It's just it always happens for some reason in fantasy football seasons. And it's unexplainable. And he's just caught the wrong side of the coin every time this week. These yeah. uh, weeks. So I feel like Fam is notoriously unlucky. Like I feel like this happens to him frequently. Yeah, I mean he's got more points for than Greg and two more losses. Devastating, devastating. Uh, Before we move on to the next matchup, I do want to um, remind the listeners that if you are bored, there was an episode called No Love for Lockett that you should maybe want to check out in the archive. (laughs) Um, 
Look at our Twitter. Like look at our Twitter bio. Yeah, check our out our Twitter. Twitter. Bio. Um, it's it's in the bio. Um, definitely check out the episode. We listened to it a couple times, uh, specifically when I speak at the end. Um, but moving so on, we, to- explicitly when everyone bashed you for turning Lockett for first, and now he's like the wide receiver one. <laughs> I love Tyler Lockett. I think Tyler Lockett is a great dynasty asset. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, Honestly, if you're bored, or not even if you're bored, if you're a true dynasty fan, I want you to go and Google Matt Harmon's reception perception, Tyler Lockett. And I want you to read that article. Then after that article, I want you to go and take a look at all of Tyler Lockett's highlights because it's fascinating. So I initially read the article because I was interested. Uh, Matt Harmon does a lot of work with receivers. Um, that's what he prides himself on, is, is really analyzing straight, straight analytics, taking every route this player runs, every target that they get, and quantifying it into percentages, seeing what the team uses him for, how he gets open, everything. Basically everything you could want, and he analyzes it. So after that, I was intrigued. Because not only the fact that everything he seemed to portray was correct, but the player that he modeled Tyler Lockett after was none other than Antonio Brown. So I'm not going to say Tyler Whoa. Lockett is Antonio Brown. I'm not going to come out on the record and say that. But all of the qualities are extremely similar. They are the exact same height. Antonio Brown is four pounds heavier, has a, a half an inch longer arm, a quarter inch larger hand, and then Tyler Lockett is actually faster than Antonio Brown for all of the major speed categories, including 40, 3-cone, and 20-yard shuttle. So very, very similar players. You can give the size to Brown, obviously the, the credentials to Brown, and then Lockett has him with the speed. Very eerily similar. They both return punts. Not to mention, if you watch the film, Tyler Lockett is always open. He is always open. And one thing that we summarize in the article or what was summarized in in Matt Harmon's research, is the fact that how he gets open. His route running ability is incredible. Not only does he have one speed where he's very quick, if you watch some of his punt returns, he can roast people. But the way he gets in and out of his breaks, and the way he's able to change up speed, is actually really fun to watch. Basically, every highlight you see, he's always open. Regardless if the pass was good, regardless if he caught the pass, he is always open. And in his third year, ready for a breakout at age 24... (laughs) If you're always open, it's going to translate to production. So not only did I get out of my bet um, to possibly seed my first and give absolute, uh, get absolutely nothing in return, I got a player that can absolutely explode onto the scene this year. Whether he's going to or not, we don't know. But that's my defense of this trade. I think he's a great asset with a lot of upside, and he fits on my roster very well because I don't have any expectations for this year. I can go sit through and hold him and see what he has to offer. Eric All right. So let's let's continue down the list. I'm moving on to Itzler Bella. Itzler versus, versus Ad. Itzler dropping an 88. Very, very unfortunate. Um, Rivalry game. CD Lamb's value this year took a hit with the lack of, of Dak and Dalton, which is unfortunate because Lamb was looking good. Um, the Connor His only trade, points was a rush. That's tough. It's not good. It's not what you want out of a wide receiver. Um, specifically his two wide his wide receiver one and two put up a combined 2.6 points which is not ideal no. um, mm. daddy turned his, his point around dropping at least an average 21 which is good for him I know he's looking to just drop daddy outright Connor could have had two more I don't know I don't, wouldn't have made a difference 
But Connor had a passing touchdown callback for holding and then got Snell down to like the one yard line and Snell vultures him. So the cow. It, yeah, Connor could have had I was I was watching that game being like because it was early on before some of those guys started to, to suck and the projections got further apart, but it was like I was feeling pretty lucky the way Connor was not getting those points at all. Um but yeah, I mean not my best week. Uh you know, when, when Jacobs and Metcalf score five points each, not gonna do great, but Kamara's been Kamara, Geo. That was lucky with mixing out. Uh, Juju kind of came back to life. They kind of just, I thought they just kind of game scripted him in. Like Claypool, they knew, you know, Tennessee was going to be locking him down. So they're like, all right, we're going to throw to Juju 14 times, which was nice. Um, you know, win's a win. But yeah, rivalry week. Agree. Yeah, you, need, you, you, need, you need those wins in a fantasy football season to make a run. Your team is still primed for a run. I'm not concerned from that. We'll just see what happens in the playoffs because the playoffs are just their whole other animal. How about uh, San Fran deciding to just rest McKinnon a week, just out of the blue? It's so funny. Like, that's how injury-prone you are. You just get, like, a random game off. It's like MLB yeah. stat. But there's only, like, 14 games or 16 games. That was bad. But with the with the OBJ injury, DPJ, people DPJ, right, right in my eye. I made fun of him for DPJ, and right in my eye, he catches the game-winning touchdown. Maybe one of the best names in, in the league right now. Definitely in the rookie class. Um, could be startable moving forward. But I'm not I'm not gonna go that far. Um, the best which, name? What do you mean? Like his best name in general? No, like, like he's got like the coolest name. Donovan Peoples Jones is a dope name. It just it reminds me too much of Austin Safarian Jenkins and it brings back painful memories. So <laughs> no, it's people, fine. I, I like, like the, the, like the Peoples Jones. Like, I don't know. You're just like you're you're everyone's Jones. Like you're just the Jones. I mean, I like him. I'm just it, too much, too painful memories. Too too soon to bring up. So um, any like three height, like a three syllable name. names. Yeah. yeah, not syllable, but yeah, I know what you mean. Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Law firm. Then Jarvis Green Ellis. <laughs> three <laughs> word names. I forgot about that. Um, all right, so yeah, not not much more I want to go over that matchup. It it is between me and Itzler for last. Um, it's I see you. Um, Jaime's watching you. It. Um, all right. So moving on to to another good matchup: uh, Rogers versus Greg. Greg just continuing to just do his thing, just continuing to be Greg. Um, one fifty five to one thirty four. Rogers continuing his slide. I mean, Greg's team did well. I mean, Gurley dropped twenty points. I mean, you don't want Duke Johnson dropping a point four. Um, it's the earnest, bro. How about Dick Rod? Oh it's yeah, Mueller, he did Mueller's little, um... You're right. Waiver pickups drops in eleven and a half, eleven and a half points. I should just always pick up whoever Greg Greg picks up in other leagues. Yeah, because whoever Greg picks up and puts in his lineup, they always do well. I feel like at least that. For it's, at least it's that. the black it's the black voodoo magic. Well, specific, specifically, Carson Wentz will make his receivers <gasps> better around him. So that's probably what happened with Richard Rodgers. Um, specifically, talking to Josh. Um, yeah, Tyreek dropped to fourteen. Keenan Allen come back with a nice performance. So, I mean, Greg had a great week. Rodgers did balanced for a week. But yeah, very balanced week across the board, and that's <gasps> great for Greg. It was just uh, Rogers flex and below. Like Patrick and Bell didn't do great. You know, I don't really look at Titan that much because like all of like the the above. Like Watson did well. Fuller, Levin's fine. Godwin did very well. David Johnson, fifteen points, and then uh, Jamal Thrillhill Williams with the twenty-one spot and Aaron Jones's injury. Like all great performances. It's just then it's just blah the rest of the way. Like even like one point from your defense versus 17 that Greg got. 
you know, five points for the kid. Like, you know, it's just flaws numbers. It's not you need those those points matter if you want to get to the the one fifty, the one sixty, the one seventy. So it just wasn't in the cards for Rogers that week. And moving forward, oof. I mean he's he's riddled with buys this week. He's I don't know is Thomas back? Godwin's gonna be out. He's it's looking like three and five for for Rogers. Do you feel do you feel any sympathy after he wins the last three out of four years? No. Anyone that wins three I mean, I don't want Greg to win another one. I don't care if he makes the playoffs, but no, I I I wouldn't feel sympathy for Rogers if he lost out the rest of the duration of like our league's life. Like if he went (laughs) 0 and 13 every year moving forward, I would be like, okay, like suck it. Like you won three times in a row. I agree. Yeah. Because that'll probably never that run. Like maybe eventually the titles will be broken up three, but that run will probably never be broken up three in a row. Yeah, no, I don't. So I don't think I just so. I just never had a chance those three years. No, no, neither did I. Neither did I. Akeem Hunt, not, not at Hunt. all in the universe. No, no, no. Yeah, that's what that's what stopped you from winning it all, Eric. Was just Rogers. It was really just. It was yeah, just Rogers. That was party. it. Yeah. It sucks you had to play Rodgers every every week, 13 weeks. Brutal, brutal. Yeah, you guys will get what it's like in the narrative division. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next matchup. Um, it's it's funny that you say that that comment before. It's one of the dumpier games. 111 to 133 is now considered like a dumpy game, which is actually kind of funny. Um, Wire having one of his down odd weeks um, <laughs> versus his is 133. It's um, so weird. Yeah. I'm going to scroll up to get the thing. Because some of the people that don't – all right. So the people that don't are in our league, which is basically like my dad and whoever may ask. On odd-numbered weeks, Matt Wire has averaged 109 points a week. On even weeks, he has scored 187 points a week. <laughs> that is absurd, the difference. And it's, just, it's every other week. And you just know what you're going to get. At this point, it was kind of weird. And now we just know, like, I play him this week. I'm going to get destroyed. And I'm not even like I'm. I've already braced for it because I know it's an even week. But it's one of the stranger things I've, I think I've ever seen in our fantasy league history. Is this every other week? Strange, stranger than Sean McVay not playing Cam Akers. That that is strange. But there is <laughs> allegations of Cam Akers having sex with McVay's wife. Oh, oh. Was similar to the J job with. Uh, when's his wife i heard that four-way may get released soon i've been checking pornhub and um activids <laughs> ujiz like all the all the big sites red tube uh, just was, to see yeah, what so i'll post yes. it when it does and then uh claypool kind of touched on it point three points it is funny I, I don't know who it is on twitter but they're they're constantly posting the who is the steelers why, dynasty wide receiver one and it's literally whoever has the better week that week is the winner it's crazy I believe it. like yeah i believe the, it the flip-flopping of the community and this is like like Probably thousands of, of uh, votes. It was Claypool last week. Now it's Deontay. Like Juju is getting shoved back, and he's still like what twenty four years old or whatever. Who is the Steelers wide receiver one? In your opinions, for Dynasty, I would still take Juju for Dynasty. I I I, I kind of go Deontay Johnson. I think. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm on the Juju train. I'll always be on the Juju train. Juju. Yeah, you're a Browns fan. Until, until we don't sign him. I mean, I was gonna, team. I was gonna say James Washington, just despite everyone else. But right. I saw a lot of uh, get Juju to Green Bay, and on Twitter, people were wanting that. That'd be cool. That'd be real. That'd cool. be awesome. 
Um, and it's funny too, like look at, look at Wire's wide receiver depth that he's benching Robbie Anderson, who's like wide receiver seven. Like I get it, like, but look at his receivers. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't blame him. I mean, A.J. Brown's been a stud season back. Exactly. Like, stud. Galladay's so great. Deep. He just got really unlucky with Claypool being useless and then OBJ getting hurt like really early on. Because he only lost it. I mean, fuck, man. He, I mean, if he could have took – he could have gave Tiz another loss, that'd been huge. Sucks. Maybe why you're sneaky happy he doesn't have to decide between OBJ and Robbie Anderson going forward. Maybe. A little silver lining there. You can just throw them in. Yeah. So Robbie All Anderson's right. having a great year. He really yeah. is. He really is. And I gave it to him for a third, so that was cool. All right, moving on to the last matchup before we <laughs> dive into uh, dive into news. It's the trades you don't make that are sometimes the best trades, guys. If always, you didn't know that. always. Sometimes you just got a hold. Hundred percent of the time. Um, okay, so moving on to the last matchup, Rob having sneaky good weeks after we thought all the injuries and the drafts. Like he just came back and was like, in the face of adversity, like I laugh at you, I spit on you, I I shit you out. That's what Rob said, and I'm 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 pumped for him because he could not have been more unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and and his team's looking good. Like Boyd has emerged as like an elite wide receiver one for Burrow. Um, and Robinson and, was a great and Robinson is an yeah. unstoppable football player in fantasy. It doesn't make any sense. Um, even Henderson's played all right. Prater with 16 points, San Francisco D 17 points, like in multiple players that did very well. Like his team is like kind of balanced outside of Robinson's 31, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Rob picked up Prater and Carr on Sunday and they both outscored my kicker and QB who I've had in my lineup all week. And for the second straight week, uh, it wouldn't have mattered here, but Chad Ross during multiple quarterbacks and just not making the right quarterback start. He had five the one week and picked the yeah. worst out of the five, which is pretty impressive. This honestly. time I picked the second best. Right. You did, you did get better, but you left Bar on your bench with 38, who I think is like a top five. I, don't I think didn't realize he – I mean, they're just getting killed. Like, their defense sucks, so he just has to throw them back in the game. And poor Joe Burrow, I, I feel like it's like the third week in a row, or not in a row, but one of the – maybe back-to-back weeks, he's had to sit on the sideline and watch his defense blow the game for him. That sucks. I feel like that was similar to, like, Carson Palmer back in the day. Like, they had, like, a horrible season. Like, he was, like, kind of promising, and then Carson Palmer turned out to be, like, elite. So. And then Chad Levin Mark has who Callaway on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Who Callaway is coming, man. If MT is out <laughs> – if Michael Thomas is out this week, who Callaway – is going in the lineup. Needs to get the start over Singletary, probably, if Lindsey stole. Or if, yeah, if Lindsey probably isn't going to play, so he'll probably go in Lindsey's spot. Yeah, so who, who Callaway will make the debut start for Chad's lineup? Be exciting. I'll be rooting. I got Breeze. Breeze to who? Who dat? Who dat nation will be? <laughs> who dat? <laughs> we chant his name. But Chad, I, you mentioned it earlier in our, in our chat, but Cole Beasley, people Stud. don't give him the fantasy Stud. respect. That he deserves. And he does. He never gets the right project, projections. They're always way too low. They're always in the sevens. He puts up 16, 12, 8, 10, 13, 9. That is, that, <laughs> five weeks in a row, he's exceeded and by some almost doubled the 7.9 projection he's still getting. The disrespect. The disrespect. He's like, he's like a wide receiver too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Bills offense is flying, you know. He's, he's been, I thought they, he's supporting – well, John Brown's been hurt, so that's been helping. But Diggs has been really good this year too. 
but it just seems like it's his go-to third third down guy. Catches some TDs in the last couple of weeks. DeAndre Swift had a good game this week for you guys, back-to-back, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he just needs to start being a bell cow. Yeah. I can't stand him at Patricia. There's this guy on Twitter, because everyone looks up their players' names. There's this guy on Twitter that just goes off like once an hour about how Patricia needs to play Swift over Peterson. It's the funniest thing. Is he just a big Swift guy or is he a big Lions guy? I think he's a big Swift guy. He'll, I mean, he's, maybe he's doing well. Besides that one week where he just inexplicably didn't get any carries, he's doing pretty well. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens going forward. He, I mean, his touches continue to trend upward, so we'll see. Yeah. Old Beasley is a wide receiver 28. What I, I, wanted to, I wanted to actually confirm that. Wide receiver 28. 28. That's a wide receiver two in our league. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. So then Debo after the next two weeks, Chad, that, that stings. That sucks. Just got him but, back, though. But you'll get Jefferson pressed on back. And Gallup not even startable. Zero points. Jeez. Tough. It's tough. I know. I saw a tweet. It was like, who would have thought that we would be debating like Des Bryant and Antonio Brown over Michael Gallup and I forget the other guy that's been busted. Wham. No, nah, some other guy. But, I mean, it's just crazy, the volatility that is fantasy football. It is. It is. That's why we play, though, Chad. That's why we play. Um, so, moving on, we want to do a, a quick quick news and brews section um, before we go on to, to predictions. Um, news and brews! But, yeah, well, welcome to news and brews. We haven't done this segment since, what, 4C was the last time we did it? Oh, for sure. Wow. I think it was episode 13. No, we did it. We did it a second time. Uh, we did? Yeah, me and Chad, you know, we did, we did, we've done two renditions of this, 100%. I thought they were both in 4C. And it doesn't matter, but I know, I know they were a long time ago. Um, yes. News and Bruce episode 13. And then it was episode... You just weren't there, Eric. I don't remember doing it twice. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either, to be honest with you, Chad. And then News and Bruce part deuce, episode yeah. 38. Um, okay, so that was recent. Nice. It was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, in so we do six order. episodes a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good pace. It's taken us two years to do twelve more episodes since that. <laughs> Not great. No, no. Okay, so how do how do you want to start? Does it, do either either one of you have like an amazing one that you really want to talk about? Well, I think we only have two each, right? I have like two and a half. I, I only have two, so I'll go last. So one of you can go first. I have two that like kind of will have explanation to it, and then I have one that's like the old duels and the Bud Light of Eddie Lacy losing weight type of thing. Okay. So uh, I'll start because this will be a shorter topic and not like a very in-depth uh, metaphor or analogy. So recently in the news, Des Bryant is signed with the Ravens, back in the practice squad. My boy Des. So Des is Dosecki's. He's gonna throw up the X. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped. I, I thought he was the real deal when he got signed with the Saints and tore his Achilles. And right now, although they're a running team, uh, Lamar Jackson is 27th in the league in passing, and the leading Ravens receiver is Marquise Brown at 376 yards, and their second is Sneed. Well, second receiver is Sneed with 149 total. Mm. So I, I see no reason why Dez cannot come in and produce 149 yards in six games. So maybe he won't be like fantasy relevant for now, but I think he's totally worth picking up 
in our league. Is that foreshadowing that you put your waiver in? I'm not using. I'm not going to use wide receiver three waiver. I'm dead. I really want to. <laughs> really want to. And I'm also not going to wake up at three in the morning to get him either. So he will not be mine. Um, but I do think he's worth rostering. I do think this is a pretty good opportunity for him, given it's not like not a lot of pressure for him to come in and like demand targets or whatever. It's a run first offense. But I don't know why he can't come in and contribute, unless you guys think I'm crazy because he's old and played in two years. I don't know if the offense. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's on the. He just got to get promoted first. You, do you think that'll happen sooner than later? I think he's gonna be on the active. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But Willie Sneed, come on, better than Willie Sneed. That's all. That's like the argument. You just say Willie Sneed's name, and that's like, yeah, Dez is gonna beat him out for the wide receiver too. Miles Boykin, Devin Duvernay. These are scrubs. Reed was like a, a hot dynasty name. He was a yeah. second. He was a second rookie pick in like 2017. He was a douche guy for a while, I think. Funny. So yeah, funny. Des Bryant is uh, is Dos Equis because he's Trump the X, like the logo. Two like X's, it. right? Dose. Yeah, two X's. Yeah, two Dose, touchdowns. Dose. Yeah, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns a game <laughs> for the rest of the year. I love it. So move, moving on to one <laughs> Thank you. line, I, I, I went crazy during one of my calls that I was not paying attention to at all. Um, so I, I came up with six. So I'll pick, I'll pick my favorite one. So I think my first one is on, on the topic of Wires last game with Cam Akers versus Darrell Henderson and kind of the McVay effect that we've been talking about. I chose Malcolm Brown um, because they love Malcolm Brown. Like they've made it a, a point to say they love Malcolm Brown. He's been in the system for quite some time. He's a veteran. You can rely on him. So Malcolm Brown is Uzo, the Greek liqueur. So the people of Greece love it. Like they have a lot of it. It's with like every meal you can get it everywhere, but it's terrible. It is horrible. It is the worst tasting thing ever. So like that segment of people, the McVeigh coaching staff love him and use him and he's kind of effective, but to the rest of the population, like what are you doing? There's so many better options. You have Henderson, you have Cam Akers, you have explosive, great tasting things that are amazing, but you choose to shoot the Uzo and it's gross and no one likes it. So Uzo from Malcolm Brown. So the Rams organization are the Greeks. <laughs> yes. yeah, the Rams are Greece and Malcolm Brown is Uzo. Can confirm uh, Uzo is gross. I remember uh, me and Eric just got to Greece and we were at the hotel or the Airbnb or hotel we were staying at. They had a bar on the roof and they were selling like, like sipping amounts of Uzo as you would like whiskey or anything for like, say, two euros. Very, very cheap. And Eric comes back. He's like, well, the bartender said if I pay three euros. And he comes back, Chad, with a full, like a full entire glass of just straight Uzo. And it was, a, it was the most painful thing I ever had to like, because I had to finish <laughs> drinking it. And it was. What does it taste horrible. like? Describe the taste to me. Black, black licorice, but bad. Even yeah. worse. Uh, like it's a Sambuco really almost? It's like a worse Sambuco. But yeah, it's horrible. And it was like, you can tell at least at that bar, because it's probably a lot of tourists that they don't, not no one wants to drink it there because they were just willing to like 10 times the amount we were going to get for only like a few euros more than what it originally cost to get like a shot of it. And yeah, it was not, it was not good. It's like this cloudy, gross Malcolm Brown looking drink. What's the liquor we had in Koreatown? Um, so, oh, yeah. Soju. That's Soju's is, awesome. Yeah. That one's awesome. Soju is good. Yeah. The Korean coffee place near me had Soju lemonade. It was awesome. Huh, it's amazing. Yeah, we got to do Korean hot pot like next time I get down there. Yes. 100%. But yeah, Malcolm Brown, uh, Uzo. Yep. Chad, you're up. Okay. Um, I did Christian McCaffrey, who is back 
practicing, I believe, and has a shot to play this Thursday night. Um, and for him, I have Budweiser. And Budweiser because the king of beers, right? The Clydesdale. You think elegance. You think royalty. You think this guy is top tier. This guy is king, right? Okay. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to blindfold me. I want you to put a Budweiser here, a Coors Light, a Bud Light, Miller Light, maybe have like five different kinds of beers. Now, could I pick you out the Budweiser? Probably not. Probably not, right? No. And so you know who those other four beers are? Mike Davis. Mike Davis. They're all Mike Davis. Can you, can you really tell the difference between a Bam. Budweiser and Mike Davis? It's a serious I, question. I, I can't. Not for fantasy. I'm not saying Christian McCaffrey hasn't had a 100-yard rushing day since week 9 of 2019. Ooh. But Christian McCaffrey hasn't had a 100-yard rushing day since week 9 of 2019. You're making some good points here. That's all I'm saying. I think you're right. I think if I blindfolded myself and I had to click on one of the two names and I just blurred out the names and saw what I got for fantasy, I have no idea. Could be a Bud Light, but, could be Coarse <laughs> So the moral of the story is, do running backs really matter? No, that, that's, that, that's what this has been proven more than anything. It's all system. How many, how many teams did Mike Davis play for before this? Or even probably owners that had him stashed on their, their bench? <laughs> For nothing, it's crazy. Wasn't he with the Bears for a little while? Yeah. He was with the Bears. He was on the Seahawks. Yeah, drafted. I forgot. Well, he popped off. Then he got traded. The Bears got a lot of hype. Then did nothing for the Bears. And I, I don't even. I didn't even know until like he got picked up by Nick that he was even a Panther. I had no idea. I didn't even know he was a declared backup. I was like, I was like Reggie Bonifone or whoever. And all of a sudden, Mike Davis has been, you know, love Mike Davis, dude. I can't believe I just threw shade at Christian McCaffrey from Mike Davis. But, I mean, for fantasy and for, like, real – maybe not for fantasy, but for NFL, you're right. Some running backs that don't – the system works. Running backs don't matter. So you're just saying – but I, I couldn't give you a Miller Lite. You hate – Miller Lite's trash. I hate Miller Lite. Yeah, exactly. So we won't, we won't call Mike Davis Miller Lite because that would be a disservice to, to Mike Davis. All right. Um, my next one is – so the news is that uh, Kenyon Drake is hurt. His backup, Chase Edmonds, will now be taking the reins as the running back one, who we've all thought has been better running back for many weeks. So I compared both of them to the pickleback shot where Kenyon Drake is the whiskey. And you take it, and you're like, eh, I don't really like it, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push through. And you take that pickleback shot, you're like, oh, man, this, actually, this is pretty good. In fact, this might be even better. The pickle juice is delicious. So why I should just have the pickle, you know. So – and the chase, that's the chaser to Chase Edmonds. It, it, all wow. play, it, it all plays in here. So I think we've all known for a while that Chase Edmonds is the running back. He took, his, you know, he took the role from David Johnson once upon a time. Now they signed Drake, and now Drake's hurt. If Chase Edmonds is going to be however long that Drake may be out, if it's for the rest of the year, he's going to be a redraft fantasy winner, whoever can get him. And for Nick, it could be the push that he needs to get into the playoffs because I think he's going to be very, very good for the rest. I mean, he's proven it. He's proven it whenever he gets a bell call role that he's a fantasy stud and always been underrated. Could have got him in like the 10th round in redraft league or even later this year. So he is the pickle juice to Kenyon Drake's whiskey shot. Beautiful. I like it. It was good. It was good. Thank you. Um, so for my, my next one, um, 
there's a, a news report about Kyler Murray and I was kind of looking at his points and how he just like erupted 43 and apparently on one of the plays the cameras caught him just like laughing and smiling how like disgustingly wide, wide open DeAndre Hopkins was so like I was like kind of thinking to myself what makes me smile like what makes me happy so I was thinking about being on a beach beautiful weather um the water is perfect you know there's just like a perfect day it's quiet there's no like little children running around like screaming like it's just like an amazing day like little breeze like I don't know, 78 with a slight breeze, no work, like no one's bothering you. So I'm like on the beach. Okay, what do I want to be drinking on the beach? I want something light and refreshing. But I also, it's my day off. I want to be banged up. So I was thinking about what Kyler Murray is. He's small, he's compact, but like he's explosive. Like he's going to take you out. Like he's going to dominate you on the field and off the field. So I'm, I'm going to give him a Fisher's Island lemonade. So the Fisher's Island lemonade, if are you not familiar with them, are 9% alcohol. They come in packs of four, and they're actually a mix of whiskey, vodka, and lemonade. And they're unbelievable. So wow. they're small, compact, they pack a punch, and they're fantastic. So to me, Kyler Murray is a Fisher's Island lemonade. You should all try one if, if you have not. Wow. The, 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 Im- the imagery there was Yeah, you really great. set the scene I, I there. I feel like I was at the beach already. At first, there was kids there, and then you said no kids. And I the removed them. Yes. They, were, they were gone and made it even better. So thank you. And I, I do, if, did everyone else go twice? Chad, did you go twice or do you have one more? Yeah, I have one more. Okay. Uh, I have one more for that. That's, that's cool. And I have a bonus one that I want to do. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, my next these one. Have, these, have been, these have been great so far, by the way. Great. I've been good. I'm very impressed with all of us. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is uh, about Antonio Brown, who just signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Bucks to play with my mortal enemy, Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers. And so I compared him to UV grape. <laughs> UV grape is a, is a type of vodka that for me, at least I got started on. It was easy to drink. I had a lot of fun with it. You knew what you were getting. You're in, you're in for a great night, just like you're in for a great game with AB when he played for the Steelers. Oh, it was beautiful. He was, it was, the, he's probably the best wide receiver to ever play for the Steelers. Right. Mm-hmm. But then one night I drank too much UV grape and I threw up a McDonald's cheeseburger. And I remember looking into that pile of vomit and cheeseburger and cheese and lettuce and bun. And it was really gross. And I looked in there and I saw some really disgusting things. I saw AB recording Mike Tomlin's post-game speech from the locker room. I saw a domestic violence accusation. I saw nearly killing a child for throwing furniture off a balcony. I saw him getting benched for arguing with Ben and skipping practice. I saw frostbitten feet and whining (laughs) about a helmet. I saw he allegedly called Mike Mayock a cracker. He was released released from the Raiders. I saw he was accused of sexually assaulting his former trainer. This is all the times. This is all in the vomit. That's crazy. I was there. I I saw saw (laughs) Nike ended his endorsement with deal with him. I saw he was suspended games. And now he's playing eight games and now he's playing with my mortal enemy, Tom Brady. So I never want to drink UV grape again because of all those things that I saw in the vomit that night. I don't want any part of him as a fan anymore. And in fact, if anyone wants my jerseys, hit me up. I got a couple of them, but uh, I'm out on Antonio Brown. I don't want the drama in my life. What about the socks? The socks too. If you want to come get the socks, come get the socks. I kind of want the socks. And I have a business is booming shirt where I cut off the sleeves. Yeah. Wow. That was 
That brought a tear in my eye. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. The, role, the role for imagery there. Back to back. Yeah. yeah, that was – I don't really want to go now. But do you think, um, Antonio, like, obviously you want him on your fantasy team, but a lot of mouths to feed. Ton of – like, a lot. Do you even see that Evans' production is going way down unless Godwin's out? But if you're if you're Nick or you're anyone that owns AB, I mean, you got to – you got to start him, right? Or do you give it like you give it a few weeks to see I'd probably give it a game how or the two. chemistry is? Yeah. But do I mean, you think he'll be in like the end, he's Antonio Brown and he's an elite player. The only issue is, has he lost a step in the time that he's been off for me? Yeah. yeah and like you said, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. I don't even know because I mean, I, I guess you're right. He's a little bit more removed than he was, but I, like I know he's still been working out based on like videos and stuff that he posts randomly but like the last time the first game with the Patriots he just went off you know what I mean like so like the timing I'm assuming has to be there so I, pr- I probably start him game one I think I do depending on the defense depending on who they're playing I don't know who they're playing next but if it's like Baltimore I'm not doing it and then poor Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson were like getting their their shine and their you know Tyler Johnson rookie gloves Scotty Miller out of the clouds and now they're just never gonna see the field again sucks is OJ Howard hurt or is he dead um, I haven't heard anything about OJ Howard this entire year. I don't know. He might have caught a touchdown last week, but yeah, he's been pretty, pretty relevant. Um, but that was great. I can't believe you. I was there that night and I drank a lot of that UV grape. And luckily, I didn't vomit and see all those terrible, terrible things that Tony Brown did. It was oh, horrifying. OJ Howard, Howard tore his Achilles three weeks ago. Okay, so not caught. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just, just looked so, it up. I, was like, I thought he did get hurt. Yeah, you don't think of Njoku. Um, all right, I guess I'll oh, no, Eric will be wrapping up because I don't want to I don't want to follow that to be the last one. So the la- my last one, the news will be um Ryan Fitzpatrick is getting benched for for Tua. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing pretty well, and I think it came to a surprise to some as the Dolphins had won two in a row. Good win against the 49ers, um, then against the Jets. He's playing great. I think he's a QB one in fantasy and but obviously we knew eventually too we get we get the the rain. So I compared uh Fitz Magic to the White Claw Variety Pack one, which came out was you know, it was solid. It had the lemon or the, the, the lime that really no one liked, the raspberry, the black cherry, and the ruby grapefruit, whatever it was, but it was solid. Like everyone was hyped about it and it did it did its job. But then in comes White Claw Variety Pack two. Uh, and damn, it is, it's better. I mean, it's got mango in it. It's got watermelon in it. Tangerine, maybe the best flavor ever, and lemon, very underrated. And it's like poor Variety Pack number one was doing its job. Everyone liked it. But then Variety Pack two uh, comes in, and that's all I drink now. I don't even consider Fitzpatrick anymore. And that, that could be what happens here if Tua comes out the gate hot could just make Fitzpatrick an afterthought. And it's a shame, but sometimes you just got to go with the better product. Yeah, Variety Pack 1 must be throwing a Fitz. <laughs> so I, I never get any more. I don't know if you guys do. I, I only get two now. If they don't have two, I don't, I don't even get White Claw. If there's only one in the fridge, I get something else. I don't even get any more. I get bummed when I go to bars and they only have the Variety Pack 2. I'll begrudgingly get a line. I'm looking at two Variety Pack 2s that are – on my little alcohol tray. So what you're right. Two, two is taking over. So variety pack one and two. Obviously, pick two uh, over fits yeah. without even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New hotness. Um, 
Okay, so th this one, this one's very quick, um, but I do, I do want to set the stage for it because it's like a sweet vengeance for me. Um, so there was one player, and Charlie's equally fired up about it. You can hear it in the background that I declared as the worst player to be in the NFL draft, um, and he was, he was getting some buzz because Galladay was out. But when I was bored this week, I looked at just the week seven inactives specifically for the Detroit Lions because I, I like to do that. I like what Patricia does with his inactives. And I noticed that Quintess Cephas was inactive week seven. I also looked at week six to like, oh, like what happened with him week six? He was inactive week six, healthy scratch both ways. So Quintess Cephas for me is uh, aptly described as – Charlie is now freaking out in the background because just his name disgusts Charlie. <laughs> That's what he does. Just hearing his name disgusts him. Um, but Cephas is a hot skunked mango nude sitting in the sun on a blacktop with no ice. Ooh. That's my, my equivalent for Quintez Cephas. Um, if any of you were at the draft and did have the pleasure of drinking a mango nude cold, you knew how bad it was. So imagine it hot skunked on a blacktop. And that's what you get, Quintus Cephas. Doesn't sound great. No, no. Doesn't that's sound not. great. Remember the first week when he got like seven, like nine targets? Got like ten targets. Fell it off the map. To be a healthy scratch, not even playing. He got ten targets and then three targets, and then he has not played since. <laughs> what? But I, can, I was just telling Chad, I, I didn't know if you were going to do the mango nude. And uh, I was telling Chad about it, how it was like, no, we were all doing like COVID, like distance, blah, blah. But when it came time to share the worst drink anyone's ever tasted, no one had any problem sharing the same can of mango nude. If anyone walked in that back door, any of our girlfriends, anyone, you, like the first, it wasn't even like, hey, it was like, you need to try this. This is the worst thing you've ever had. And everyone did try it. Everyone needed to try how bad the mango nude was. And, you know, I don't, I don't have the same rage for Quintess Cephas as, as you know, obviously you do. Nor do I think he maybe is the worst player in the NFL, but I can confirm that if he's as bad as Mango Nude, that he's he's terrible, because that's the worst. That's the worst seltzer ever made, of yep. any flavor of anything. It's the worst. Disturbingly bad. Disturbingly bad. Can I ask why you hate him so much? I just I don't think he's a good football player, and he went in like the fifth round. It, it's like a sim it's similar. Like I've went through this with Vince Mail already. Like I watched him and like. Like he had hype and I fell for it. I was like, okay, like we took him in the third round. They have to know something that we don't. And in this, in this situation, I'm calling bullshit. I know something that they don't. This guy sucks and he shouldn't be on the field. So like I'm, I'm, I'm coming back with my, my falling for Vince Mail, and I'm going to call The reincarnation of Marble Hands is upon us. Yeah, he's got better, he's got, he's got better hands than Mail. He just is just not an athlete or a football player. So there's marble Ooh, skills. He, he was accused of sexual assault. So maybe I'm with you on this one. Come back. Yeah, Eric reading his have, personal life. Eric may have saw that when he puked up the mango nude, and, and the puke was the sexual allegation case again. Mm, I've been there. I've yeah. been there. I hate when sexual allegations are in my puke. <laughs> They're <know>? in the <laughs> vomit. <laughs> um, all right. So let's let's end this week with just quick, I think, rapid fire. Um, who do you think's gonna win? And we'll we'll track it. We will see who does best. I will track it on my phone. Um, Just for this week, even though we're probably not gonna do another episode for a few yeah, weeks. We honestly, don't waste your time. We have to go in with good intentions. Okay, right? fine. You have declared, you were once declared yourself inactive for human contact until January 18th, and now you're back. So that that's obviously a- Exactly. A great are, thing. 
things are trending upwards. Um, I, got pre- I got pretty blocked out with you last Friday. That was fun. It was a great time. It was a great, great time. Um, Lincoln Park played a great show. Chester was fantastic. Awesome. Um, the, uh, the gin sake martini was not. No, that was, that was on the level of um, what were we were just, oh, the uzu. A similar, undrink- <laughs> genuinely undrinkable. <laughs> it was tough. We should have just went with the frozen Cosmo. We should have went for the frozen Cosmo, yeah. <laughs> My initial. <laughs> you guys going out for a night in the town drinking frozen Cosmos? Of course. Do you it, was, it was debated. It was like we already had a lot to drink at the apartment, and then the first place we went to had like a pretty out there cocktail menu and then like a pretty basic beer menu. And I was like, nah, I should probably just get a beer. And then Eric was like, should I get the frozen Cosmo? It's like, you definitely should not get the frozen Cosmo. <laughs> And then I was looking at the cocktails. I was like, all right, I'll do a martini with you. Because normally martinis can be pretty good. If they're made right, they're pretty nice. This one was horrible. This one was not good, but the deviled eggs were fantastic. The deviled eggs were great. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was a struggle to finish that martini. And that's what kind of like, I was already pretty, pretty drunk. And that, that was it. That was it. But uh, matchups. Yes, yes. Okay, so going uh, starting from the top for mine. So we have myself versus Greg, three seed versus the 13 seed. Um, I, I mean, I'm just going to go with myself because I'm riding a confident high. Um, no other explanation for that. I'm going to go with Greg because he's been better than you all year. That's fair. You, you haven't set your lineup, have you? Me, I'm missing a kicker. Everything else is set. That's just my team is bad. Okay, I'll go Greg. Completely fair. Okay, uh, not much we need to say about that. Let's move on to Dooch versus Kojak. Kojak with zero set lineup. I don't think it matters. I'm going Dooch here. His team's number two in the league. I don't think he's going to lose back-to-back. Uh, I will agree, and I just will never pick Kojak as long as I cannot fully see a starting lineup. So I'm just going to go with Dooch. I hope Dooch wins. Yeah, Dooch isn't going to lose two in a row to you and Kojak. Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be tragic. That would be devastating, but he's still got enough cushion at least to continue that. Um, yeah. Another two back-to-back tough matchup for Fam, one seed versus the seven seed. Um, trainer versus Fam. I'm going Trainer. Yeah, yeah. With Hopkins and Chase on, if if he had Chase on back this week as RB one and Hopkins, I may, you know, give Nick the edge. But we'll see. I mean, I don't know. He's not playing Sanders. If Sanders is hurt, I don't know. Maybe. But I want to go Tiz. Okay. Chad? I want to pick Nick just to be different, but I originally had Tiz. So, I'll stick with Tiz. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Tough schedule right. in the Matter Division. Tough. Uh, cl- this is the closest matchup so far, or the closest matchup by far. Um, eight versus five seed. Add, this is you versus Wire. 151 to 148. Diving into this one, this is an even week, so I'm I'm so sorry, but Wire has to drop 300 points, so I'm I'm gonna go with Wire. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna pick myself, but I think there's a chance that Mixon and Aaron Jones probably well Mixon I think won't play. If Aaron Jones misses and Mixon mixes misses, that's gonna be tough for him to overcome. Then I think I'll win, but yeah, I'm not feeling confident at all. Normally I feel pretty confident every week, even week Wire. No, I do not. So. Uh, I'm a wire as well. I'm I'm buying into the even odd thing. <laughs> it's happened three times in a row. <laughs> Look at it. It's not like a coincidence anymore. Um, okay, moving on. Nine versus ten seed. Rogers clearly does not have a set lineup because he's dropping fifty four with Godwin still stuck in there and Watson with no game. Um, 
Rob versus Rogers. You know what? I'm going Rob here. I, I'm also too. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this on the podcast for live recording. I'm going. Rob sneaks in as the sixth seed for the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him. Okay. If so so who is the rest? Who is the other five? I'm gonna say as long as he doesn't make a stupid trade at the deadline and ruin it, I'm going. He's the the sixth seed. Over. So would you keep it the five that are currently out, and then he would beat out both Wire, Nick, and Ridge for the last remaining spot. And Rogers. Yes. Okay. I like. I like that. I agree with that. I'll take. I like to think it's a hot take to pick Rob this week. I mean, Walt Rogers is just depleted. Yeah. I'm Godwin going Rob. Injury. Yeah. I'm I mean, going Rob. I think Rob's gonna win actually pretty handily this week. You're Rob. Yeah. He just shit. He just shit on me. So. All right. Um, rounding out the. Uh, Itzler versus um, Ridge. It's actually not that far off projection-wise, and Ridge does have a fully set lineup, um, but it's it's to his first game against the Rams. We don't know how well he's going to do. I, I, I got to go Ridge. I'm going to I'm going to drop Ridge here. I'm going to go Itzler. Maybe Itzler surprise. I think McKinnon will have a better will better have McKinnon will get a better role. Connor will get TD on lock, and I just don't see Wilson. If, if, I mean, if Wilson and Lockett don't have that game, we're, you know, too much. I'm going to go with Slay. But I want in sort of win. Just I'll go Ridge. It's a good point. It's San Francisco versus Seattle. So, I mean, they're probably not going to repeat that. I don't know. I still, I still go Ridge. That's fine. All right. And I think the last matchup that we do have is Chad versus Josh. And we're going Josh does have a – no, he's missing one IDP. So it brings the matchups pretty much dead even. Chad versus Josh. I will go Chad because I think Zeke's projection is too high given everything we've seen so far as we talked about post-stack. So if he bring that closer to 10 points, I think this projection would probably favor Chad by a good margin. So I will pick Chad. And Cole Beasley's projection is too low. Chad, are you also going to? Uh, I'm going to pick me just because I'm not going to vote against myself. All right, that's fair. I'm going to go Josh just because I think that will separate um, points for me to win. I, I think you're going to win, but I'm going to go Josh just so I could try to win this week from picks one. Yeah, Josh and so, I have a doubleheader. Back-to-back. I love that. Josh always gets a doubleheaders. It's weird. It's, I mean, it's probably because he ends up that specific seed. So, like, the way I do it, it's literally a matrix that I just plug in the seeds from each division into, like, this template. That's I just made it easy for myself finally, as opposed to just like trying to figure out things that can't actually be done. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I have it saved on my desktop. It's actually pretty sweet. So I just go the seeds opposite, and then they cross the division. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, all right. So I mean, great episode. I, I will ask. So I, I made a bold prediction for the playoffs. Do you have any bold predictions for the playoffs at this junction before we wrap it up? Doesn't even have to be bold. On the spot, I mean, I think it's not even bold. I think the top five that are that currently stand will make the playoffs. It's it's tough because Nick's schedule is so hard. I would I would say Nick would be the next seed in. I don't know. I don't have. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I have anything for you here. But oh, that's not bold. I just think the top five. It's and it's still pretty close. There's eleven teams within a game of the playoffs. Um, Eric, I think I might join you on the the Rob call. I love it. Like, yeah, I, I think I might sneak Rob in sixth. He's in the, in the worst division. Like he's oh, got the yeah. side. Like his team's been going off. Um, 
I think our division will have four teams in the playoffs. So I'll go. Yes. It's not that bold, but I, I think that will be – we will represent four out of the six playoff teams in the matter day division. Oh, actually, no, I disagree with that. I see three in my division. Well, yeah, if you have Rob. Yeah, yeah, I'm realizing that now. I just blindly agreed with it because I thought that it evened out. It doesn't. I was going to say if we had a uh, – whoever's division wins, the other divisions, the Mango New division for next year. Kind of like that. <laughs> Done. Deal. All right. <laughs> All right. So that, that'll do it for episode 50. Um, milestone, half a century. Um, hope it was worth the listen for all of you out there. We appreciate you all taking the listen and looking forward to the rest of the season. I'm probably going to win out and make a push for the playoffs myself um, at this time when we do our podcast in another six months. Um, yeah, that, that wasn't bold. So that's why I didn't say that, but I, I agree. Fair, fair. Good point. Good point. Um, but no, it's, it's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Hopefully we can squeeze them in. Um, but with that, everyone have a good night. Chad, you want to hit them with the uh, social media? Yeah, it's at Elite Dynasty Pod. If you don't know by now, you should know. Don't be an idiot. Don't Bro. be an idiot. That might be the title of the episode. Episode 50. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> good night, everybody. Later. Peace.